Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome. It's another episode of Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D, who's wow. already laughing. Wow, what a different delivery there. I'm so used to your regular delivery, that's throwing me off. All right, but back it's to the... natural delivery, <laughs> Matty D. Back, back to the bit that I usually do. <laughs> yeah. Back to the bit that I usually do. Evil dies tonight. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Yes, you're clapping, Kieran, because we love that phrase here. I was really hoping that you'd do that as your spoiler. I can't not do that as my spoiler. Because this week, Matty D and I have just seen Halloween Kills, and we're here to see how well we did with predicting it two years ago. Would you believe it was October? It was uh, a week before Halloween, two years ago, that we originally predicted the plot of this movie. And now it's time. We're back. We're going to see how close we got. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Are you excited, Manny D? I am, yeah. I'm so giddy. I'm very giddy. Last week, if you remember, at the end of the episode, I was actually giddy to rewatch the movie. Yes. And now I'm just as giddy to talk about it again. (laughs) And we watched this movie together. We had a few beers. We had a great time watching it. We certainly did. I think for all the wrong reasons, but we'll get into it as we discuss this episode. So... Halloween Kills. Matty D, the most important question that I can ask you. How much do you think that Halloween Kills made in the worldwide box office? What was the budget, Kieran? Uh, I was about to say $40 million. <laughs> 40 years ago. I was about to say $40 million, but it wasn't even that expensive. It was $20 million. And I think that tells you everything straight away. I think it made $40 million. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Are you going to have a real guess? Why is that not a real guess? Come on, Matty D. Have you right. learnt nothing on this show? All right. $80 million. Okay. Not a bad guess. So it made $133.4 million, even though it was released to Peacock on right. the same day as going to cinemas. And we're also, I think we were still, yeah, we were still in COVID lockdown here in Australia. So we couldn't even see it in cinemas in Australia at the time. So it made a mint because horror movies always make a mint. This is the lesson <laughs> that you're taking away from this episode. So yes. low budget, big reward all the time with horror movies. Except, uh, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. <laughs> I was about to give the exception to the rule, but it's part of the conversation. We'll get into it. So, there is not going to be another sequel to Halloween. So, Halloween Ends was the final installment in this David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy. That movie made a shitload of money as well, but they only had a contract agreement for a three-picture deal. I don't know why I'm bringing this up now. I should have brought this up in the Halloween Ends episode way off in the future, but... I think it's important to point out, you know, even though these movies made a lot of money and they were very successful, they're up there with some of the most successful Halloween movies of all time. This was just a limited deal that Blumhouse struck up with whatever the studio was that. So, uh, what you're saying is it was always going to be three movies and. That's right. It's done. And that's it. That's one and done. So, originally it was going to be one. It was going to be a one off thing. And it was so successful that they were like. Halloween 2018 was so successful because if you remember, that movie was pretty conclusive. Yeah. They even killed off characters that had to be awkwardly brought back in, in this movie. People were run over with cars that were just fine. Yeah, they, they just got up like it was a bad day at the beach with a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so I think David Gordon Green in that 2018 movie, he said, if this movie is successful, we'll make uh, two sequels. We'll make it a trilogy. If not, it's just a one and done thing. Of course, that movie was very successful, made a lot of money. And they decided to make this movie. I think we talked all about this in the last episode. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But anyway. So, now the rights have gone back to the, the Mustafa Ricard estate, who owned the Halloween rights for years and years. Poor Mustafa Ricard was blown up in an airport, by the way. Look it up. Really? And now his son runs the, the Halloween franchise. Crazy. So, if you look in the opening credits, you'll see the surname Ricard pop up a lot. But okay. uh, So, they're the people who own the rights to Halloween. I don't know how exactly they got their hands on it, but uh, it happened at some point in the 80s. 
they were responsible for the Rob Zombie movie, so <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> we can't uh, look on them too fondly. But anyway, there's now talk of a Halloween TV series, Matty D. Would you want to tune in and see Halloween week to week on the Idiot Box? <laughs> That's a franchise I don't think would translate to a TV show. There was a Scream TV show, okay. and it lasted three seasons. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh so is it is it gonna be like Michael Myers chasing no people down? I have no idea at all. This is only a rumor, Maddie D. Right, okay. This isn't happening here and now. We're not gonna cover it if it does happen. Yeah. Because we only cover movies on this show. I can't see I can't see it working personally. Okay. But I've been wrong before. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what they do, but it's not a series that I would actually want to watch. Yeah. Just how would you do it week to week, like or like episode to episode? Who knows? Who knows? Is it just Michael just stalking people? I- Is it just this movie drawn, <laughs> drawn out, out over uh, eight episodes? Maybe, maybe. I want to know the filler episodes. Like, is there going to be a Christmas like ep- episode? Yeah, <laughs> where Michael goes home to his family. <laughs> a flashback episode, you know, where yeah. they, a rerun episode. Oh my god! And his mum's trying to make seven fishes, and she's really stressed out. <laughs> it's like it's like a uh, full house, except Michael Myers. Like he's got like a little family and shit. Yeah, everywhere you look, <laughs> and they're all wearing the Michael, like the William Shatner mask. <laughs> yeah. Like the little kids have got the William Shatner mask. The mum's got like yeah. a long haired version. The dad's got like a mustache. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want this show now. Let's yes. write it. Yes, let's write it. If they made that show, that would be excellent. Yes. So. Universal spent $400 million on securing the rights to the Exorcist franchise. Yep. And because of the success of the Halloween trilogy that David Gordon Green did, they hired David Gordon Green to do a trilogy of Exorcist movies. Okay. So, last week, the most recent Exorcist movie came out, Exorcist Believer. If you've been paying attention to movie releases, I don't know if you have. I think I heard of this coming out, yeah. It had an interesting post. It had two possessed girls. So, like, there's two children who are possessed. And this is a direct sequel. In the same way that Halloween 2018 was a direct sequel to the 1978 movie. Okay. Exorcist Believer was a direct sequel to the 1973 Exorcist movie. William Friedkin movie. Okay, so they're kind of doing a similar thing. So, they wanted to do the same thing. The thing is... (laughs) Fell on its ass. Oh, man. Had a $20 million budget, made like $30 million. Uh-oh. And David Gord Green, like, threw his hands up and was just like, I'm not coming back for the other two movies. Yeah. And Universal's like, shit, we spent $400 <laughs> million on this franchise and it's dying. What are we going to do? So, I'm so glad that, like, after all this Halloween nonsense that we're here to talk about this week, he finally got his comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the moral of the story? Here? Yes. Right. You can't just go in and make nonsense. And then think that people are going to lap it up. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're killing Matty D again. It's not going to be the first time this episode either. Oh, man. So, um, while Matty D's dying, I'm just going to yeah. explain what's going to happen in this episode. So, of course, this is like our report card episode where we're going to go back, review what we originally said about the movie and see how well we did. And we're going to award points to what we said. And then whoever got the most points is obviously the clear winner and the better predictor and just ultimately the better person, more yeah, handsome. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right. Bigger all right. penis, all, all that sort right, of stuff. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway. We already know where this direction is going, so. Well, <laughs> I actually don't know who's closer this week. I have no idea. I think we're both equally as wrong as each <laughs> we other. Were, we, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good day for us. I all right, you're back on the mic, Matty D. Uh, can you explain the point system to anybody who might not be familiar? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I'm grading Kieran's plot. Kieran's grading my plot. If we have guessed something that wasn't in any of the trailers, all the promotional materials, we just plucked it out of thin air and it turned out to be on the screen, mm. that gives us two points. 
if we guess something that was in the trailer or wasn't the promotional material, like mm. we saw, hey, Michael stabbed somebody. I saw that in the trailer, and yeah. it turns out to be in the movie. We gave ourselves one point. Yep. If we kind of uh, guess something that was close to being right, but not quite a hundred percent right, we give ourselves half a point. Yep. And if we did not get anything right or said something that was wrong at zero points, we tally all those up. And we see how well we did overall. Perfect. Let's get into it. So, I believe you went first in that original episode. I think I did, yes. All right. Let's get into what you said. So, you said that the movie will open up with a flashback to 1963, where we'll see young Michael Myers murder his sister, Judith, yet again. (laughs) Yes. This already happened in Halloween 2018. I pointed this out in the original episode, but it's still the case. I mean, it's still not true. (laughs) It's still the case that it's not true. So, no points there. No. Uh, Actually, I I did give you a point because the movie does start with a flashback. That's an element you got correct. So, it does start with a flashback to 1978. I I hate to shoot myself in the foot, but technically it doesn't open with a flashback because we have a few scenes before the flashback takes place. Oh, shit. I got it mixed up in my head. So, I did the same thing, right? Because I was grading your plot and I was like, oh, Kieran thought it started off in October 2018. And I was like, oh, he's wrong. It starts with a flashback. But really, it starts with- uh, we see. It starts with the bar. But even before that, we see uh, Cameron- Finding Detective Hawkins. Oh. Then we have a scene where the kids uh, are getting spooked by Michael Myers. Then we have the bar scene, and then we have the flashback. Wow. I didn't realize all of that was before <laughs> the flashback. I'm giving you half a point. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird, because I remember it the same way, too. I remember it starting with a flashback, which yeah. kind of would make more sense for the movie. Yes. But for some reason, they have all this other stuff before you actually get the flashback. And then after the flashback, the movie seems to start after that. But there's all this stuff before that. So, it's about 15 minutes before opening credits, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, right a about. Mess. what a mess. Straight away, this movie is a mess. <laughs> and all right. So, I guess that's half a point instead of a point. So, sorry, Matty D. You lose half a uh, point. Look, uh, you know, we got, we got to be... We got to keep our integrity in this show. Okay. I just misremembered it. Wow. Okay. I did too. I did the exact same thing. And I made a point of it when I looked okay. at your plot because I was like, I don't want right. to, you know, rob you of any points, you know, in your plot. Yeah, and fair enough. I was like, oh, shit. This, this is how the movie starts. Yeah. Wow. I did, I, I can, it's coming back to me now that you describe it. But yeah, just thinking back, I could have sworn it started with a flashback. Anyway, moving on. You said that Dr. Loomis will appear in this flashback in 1963. So, he, a young Dr. Loomis arrives at Michael's house, but we don't ever see his face. I gave you half a point because Dr. Loomis is in the flashback, but it's 1978, of course, and we do see his face. It's not actually CGI. It's actually a really good makeup job. They did a really good job. Yeah. It looked great. What's funny is when it was CGI, we're like, that's crap. But then when we found out it was practical, we're like, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> that whole scene was badass. I, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there. You said that this will lead us to opening credits and they will be similar to the opening credits of the 2018 movie. Now, that's as much information as you gave. You just said it would be similar to the 2018 movie. I didn't really know what you were talking about, so I gave you half a point again because no elaboration there. <laughs> but I guess they are similar to the 2018 credits as in, you know, they follow the 1978 formula. You said that during the opening credits, we'll also see newspaper clippings of Michael's murders, similar to the opening of Red Dragon. <laughs> yeah, no. That's never been done in a Halloween movie before. No, it before. hasn't. In fact, Halloween has almost never. has a very strict opening formula in the same way that like a James Bond movie does. But you're just like, I'm going to do something completely different because I like Red Dragon. I really like that opening. No points. <laughs> you said that we'll cut to Laurie, Karen and Allison in the back of a truck or a ute, as we call it here in Australia, picking up directly where the previous movie left off. Gave you a point for that. That does happen in the movie. Did happen in the trailer as yeah, well. Yeah, we knew it going in. I wish this is how it was structured in the movie, but it's not actually the case. We don't really get this until about 15 minutes into the movie, as yeah. I already said. 
There's so much stuff Should that happens before scene. we get to that point. And that's where the last movie left off. So you would think you would want to jump straight into this scene. Yeah. We watched it with someone who'd never seen the 2018 Halloween movie or even the original Halloween movie. So it must have been so confusing to him. Yes. It was just jumping all over the place and then just going straight into stuff from the previous 2018 movie. And yeah, it was very confusing this opening. In fact, we were confused <laughs> just listening back a few minutes ago. You said that our three heroes are finally at peace and Laurie says that it's all over. This doesn't happen. They're just, you know, casually sitting in the back of the ute until the fire engines go past. Speak of the devil, you said that they are interrupted by fire engines that go past on the way to the house fire. Of course, Laurie set her house on fire. In fact, the whole team set the house on fire, trapping Michael Myers in the basement in the previous movie, thinking he was going to die. So, firefighters go past. Laurie screams, let it burn, and passes out. Gave you a point for that. Cool. Happens in the movie, but we saw it in the trailer. Yes. You said that we follow the, quote, fire people to the burning house. I don't want to assume anything, Kieran. They're called firefighters. <laughs> fire people. Police people. Ambulance people. <laughs> anyway, we sa- you said that we'll follow the firefighters to the burning house, and one of the firefighters thinks that he sees someone through a window and says, we've got to go in and rescue them. Doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Gave you half a point still because the firefighters do go into the house in the hopes of finding people who are still alive and rescuing them. But well, the way that you describe it doesn't actually happen. You said that a firefighter enters the house and the floor gives away, creating a hole, and the firefighter reaches down into the hole for no particular reason. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to get his hand warm. He's <laughs> just like, it's a bit chilly in this blazing <laughs> inferno. Better warm my hand in the basement. Maybe it was cooler down there. You know how it's always cool. Yeah. When you walk into this, like, oh, cool my hand is down. so hot. Gave you half a point because this is close to what happens, but not quite accurate. No, it wasn't. You said that Michael grabs the firefighter's hand like the when you turn on a Nokia phone back in the early 2000s. And you know the two hands. Oh my God, other. that's just unlocked a memory for me. <laughs> and he pulls him down into the abyss and kills him by, quote, throwing him against a wall or something. <laughs> Gave you a point and a half for this because this sort of happens in the movie, but Michael kills two of the firefighters. It was just one in your plot, but he yep. kills two of the firefighters with a fire axe inside the burning house. But you're not my. The next, your next point doesn't make any sense given how he killed him. You said that the other firefighters who are outside the house call out to see if the firefighter inside needs more help, and a severed head comes rolling out the front door. How did he sever his head from throwing him against the wall? He ripped his head off his shoulders because he's that strong. Maybe, maybe it, it could happen. Uh, no points there. Obviously, that doesn't happen. You said that Michael walks out of the burning house and kills everybody in a brutal fashion. And quote, you said, I think he throws something through some guy's head. <laughs> Great attention to detail, if nothing else. <laughs> Gave you a point for that. That does happen. And, okay, that's very uh, Aside generous. from the throwing something <laughs> through someone's head part. <laughs> but everything else was correct. Or something. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. Who knows? You said that we'll cut to Lindsay Wallace, who, of course, was the little girl from the original movie. She's all grown up in this movie. Played by Carl uh, Richards, I believe, was the actress's name. Matty D's just shrugging. I don't know. I don't remember these actors. You said that she's driving in her car while listening to some disturbing accounts on the radio and she's reminded of what happened to her many years prior. Never happens in no. the movie. You said that Lindsay comes across some kids playing on the swings in a park and she approaches them, telling them all to go home. Gave you a point for that. That basically happens, but it's all in the trailer. You said that the kids tell Lindsay that a man in a white mask has been watching them and Lindsay turns around to see that it's Michael. Gave you a point for that. That happens again in cool. the trailer. You said that Lindsay gets the kids to run away and Michael goes after her. Gave you a point for that. That's true. You said that Lindsay returns to her car and the car doesn't start straight away and Michael <laughs> smashes one of the windows. Doesn't happen. Sort of similar to what happens with uh, Nurse... What's her name? Yeah, so... Marion. Marion Chambers. The, the scene yeah. that I'm thinking of, and I think we saw it in the trailer, is where Marion and the two... The doctor nurses, and the nurse the from the, nurse. the party. 
are in the car and they're using the car to hide from Michael and he attacks them. Yeah. I got that scene wrong. Yeah, that's right. You said that Lindsay manages to drive away at the last second and survives. Gave you a point for that. A point and a half, actually, because Lindsay does escape from Michael Myers and she survives the movie. Yeah, she does. If you were closer to what actually happened in the movie, I would have given you two points. But, because <laughs> but she, you yeah, she quite survives. There. She never dies. Yeah, she never dies. She comes back in the third movie. We're going to talk all about her in a year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you said that back in the hospital. I don't know. Like you were like, we're cutting back to the hospital. We haven't even introduced the hospital at this point, but it doesn't matter. You said that Laurie is relieved that Michael is finally dead. Gave you a point for that. She it is. actually happens. Yeah. But you said that the police tell her that Michael Myers is still alive. Gave you half a point. They don't actually tell Laurie directly. They actually tell Karen and Allison. Allison famously goes, what? <laughs> when the police tell her, Michael Myers is alive. What? And they hide it from Laurie. Yeah. And it's not until Tommy comes in and tells her that Michael Myers is still alive that she figures it out. Uh, was it Hawkins or was it Tommy? No, it was uh, Tommy because oh, okay. Hawkins comes in way late and yeah. he he doesn't even know. Hawkins has no idea what's going on. Yeah, he was yeah. run over and his head was smushed in the previous <laughs> movie and now he's fine. <laughs> so he's just like, I don't even know what year it is anymore. <laughs> you said that Laurie escapes from her hospital bed, but Allison catches her in the hospital lobby and tells her to just rest for now. Gave you a point for that. That was in the trailer. You said that Lindsay turns up at the hospital. Two points. Hey. We had no idea that Lindsay was going to show up at the hospital or survive the movie. Yeah. That's, so th- that was a good call. That's, I didn't say it in my plot. I, I plucked it out of nowhere, I guess. But You said that Karen meets up with Lindsay and Lindsay tells Karen that Michael Myers is still alive. Doesn't happen. No. We've already had this moment. <laughs> you already explained it in your plot. You said that Lindsay reunites with Laurie in the hospital. Doesn't happen at all. No. You said that back at Laurie's house, police arrive at the scene and find the bodies of the dead firefighters. Two points. This happens in the movie, wasn't in the trailers. They just go there and there's just blood and guts everywhere. And, the, and Sheriff Useless is there, our favorite character. Sheriff Useless. Hey, hey, hey. He had a hat. <laughs> that doesn't make him any less that, useless. That, you know, that was something he had. His hat gets trampled in the movie. And there's just oh. a shot of him sitting on like the, some stairs. He's just sitting in a stairwell in the hospital, staring at his trampled hat really sad. <laughs> My favorite thing is that came after him trying to prevent a riot from happening. He and got just, caught up in the riot. And just nobody listened to him. Like, no. <laughs> And an innocent man died, yeah, and he's just there he's with just his hat. sitting there with his trampled hat, all covered with footprints, just looking really sad. And we just laughed our asses off in the movie. So you said that fearing that they're over their head, the police, including Sheriff Useless, will hunt down former Sheriff Lee Brackett from the original 1978 movie to get his advice. Doesn't happen. Lee Brackett is involved in the movie, but he's working as a hospital security, I believe. He's just a big fat guy behind a desk. <laughs> yes. And yeah, he they they don't the, his whole involvement in your plot is not at all how it is in the movie. No, he's a very minor character in the actual movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I I think I I misread a lot of how involved certain characters were going to be. Well, you were just assuming. Yeah, yeah. And, and there were a few that were just like a glorified cameo. Absolutely. This guy was one of them. Absolutely. And by the way, we should say Sheriff Useless's name is uh, is Barker, right? Sheriff Barker. Sheriff Barker. Right, for anybody right. who doesn't know who we're talking about, yeah, it's so Sheriff Barker. Because I don't think we're going to say he his name. Remains, he remains consistently <laughs> useless through all three movies. He's just the guy who turns up at the crime scene and is just like, huh? <laughs> he does nothing. Yeah, he, he, does, yeah he, he doesn't help at all. Yeah, so you said that the police go to the second crime scene, so they go to a second crime scene in mm-hmm. a park where they find that people's heads have been replaced with pumpkins. Not pumpkins. Doesn't happen at all. So, first of all, the police don't go to the crime scene in the park. No. The police are so far behind that they don't know what's well, going on. Well, they don't on. do anything in this movie. No, because they're being led by Sheriff Useless. <laughs> and second, in the original episode, I told you that their heads weren't replaced with pumpkins. They were actually 
a silver shamrock mask mm-hmm. from Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And that was a really nice callback. We said that in the previous episode as well. We, yeah. That it was a really cool callback that they made and it was good in the movie too. Yeah, it was. So you said that Lee Brackett tells the police that Michael is heading towards his original home and he's killing everybody who comes across on the way. Gave you a point for that because Lee Brackett and the police aren't involved in this whole scenario <laughs> at all in the actual movie. But Lonnie and Tommy do actually work out that Michael Myers is heading back towards his original home. They're more on the ball than the police are. You said that the police order two police officers to sit outside Michael's house and wait for him to show up. That doesn't happen at all. Doesn't happen at all. But here's the thing, Manny D. Yes. Why the fuck would they not have every single SWAT unit and every single available police officer <laughs> camping outside Michael's house if they know he's going there? This guy is a serial killer. He's killed heaps of people. Yes. At least 30 people. And you're like, let's just get two patrolmen <laughs> to sit outside his house and like, if he shows up, just call in. <laughs> Complete nonsense. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. All right. The maybe maybe they're it. understaffed. The reason you said it was because you were so doobied up when you were watching that original <laughs> yes. movie that you literally just copied what they did in that movie. So, if you remember, they had two patrolmen sitting outside Laurie's house in case uh-huh. Michael attacks her. Okay. And the two patrolmen are killed by Michael Myers. So, I took it from the original and so you're movie. you're literally like, I'm just going to do that again. <laughs> Even though this like mass murder is clearly on the loose and the police are like, shit, we've got to get everything to stop him. Let's just put two patrolmen out well, the, the location where no, he's going to. I, I, I was, I'm going to try to defend what I thought here. And, and I know, and I, and it the is, complete stoned off his tits <laughs> logic of Manny is, D. It is, it is the case that I probably copied it from the first movie. But I kind of thought of it like the police were kind of... Uh, covering all their bases, you know what I mean? Like In a oh, really shitty we'll, way. We'll, we'll keep two people here just to make sure if he comes here and then we'll try to find him before he gets there. That would have been really impressive if you elaborated on that in the original episode, but no, <laughs> just the way you said it was complete, uh, just complete uh, silliness. Well, it doesn't happen in the movie anyway, so. No, but what's interesting is we do see the two patrolmen, <laughs> including Jack-O-Lantern Head, uh, who were posted outside Laurie's house. The police actually find their dead bodies because yeah. Michael Myers actually, st- I don't know what he put inside the policeman's head to make it glow like that. Yes. But the, he literally stuffed a policeman's head with stuff to make it into a jack-o'-lantern. I thought that was an awesome moment in the original movie, and we actually see it again in this movie. So you said that the deputy, I don't know who this was. This is just a, someone that you're introducing right now. Okay. It's not Sheriff Barker. It's just the deputy and the police tracked down Marion Chambers, who, of course, was the nurse who was alongside Dr. Loomis in the original movie. Doesn't happen. It's a just completely different movie at this point in your plot. <laughs> you said that Laurie, Karen, and Allison and Lindsay track down other survivors from the original movie since Michael Myers is targeting them. So on his way to his house, he's just like, where does Tommy live these days? Where does Lonnie live these days? Anyway, we might as well find him and kill him because I never got them in the first movie. They were children, so I couldn't kill them in the original movie. Yeah, and now they're and now they're grown up, so they're fair they're game. Free game. Yeah. Fair game. He's been waiting for this time. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's not the case. So Michael isn't targeting original survivors. He's literally just killing anybody who comes across on the path back to his house. You said that everybody, including all of the police, meet up in Marion's house and she is shocked. I'd be shocked too if there were like <laughs> 20 people just rocking up at my house being like, Oh, Michael Myers! <laughs> the police tell everyone to stay inside Marion's house and Laurie says that Michael will never stop coming after them. Never happens at all. Again, completely different movie at this point. You said that there is an understanding that Michael becomes more powerful the more he kills. Yeah, kind of true. I don't know if that's the case. Do they say that in this movie? This is like a, a long-running fan sort of theory. Yeah, they, there's there's a lot of dialogue that they say, and I, this is not me asking for points here, but I think they I think Laurie says the more he kills, the the more the evil grows, or some shit like that. I think you're right. I'm going to give you half a point either way. I really wanted to see if you thought that was a valid point because I was just like, I, mean, I don't know. It's it's sort of 
It's up to interpretation, I think. Yeah, this is pre-existing law from those really weird Halloween movies when Michael was like a cult. Yes. If you remember when course, the, there was yeah. a cult around Michael Myers and then they, they become more powerful and Michael becomes more powerful and essentially invincible the more he kills. And so I think you were taking that prior knowledge over to this movie, but I don't know if it was the case in this movie. But like the idea that the evil is infectious is definitely a factor in these movies. Yes, that that's more what they were playing on there, I think. But I think it's implied, but it's, you know, you could, you could have it or you could not have it. Yeah, half a point. I guess it's there if you read it into it. You said that Laurie says that she wants to kill Michael herself, but Lindsay, Allison, and Sheriff Lee Brackett say that they should do it together as a team. This happens in the next movie. <laughs> Doesn't happen in this movie. <laughs> you said that Lee says that they should get the whole community involved. It's like, we'll make it a big festival. Evil dies tonight festival. <laughs> yep. And they form a big mob to fight Michael. I give you half a point for that because Lee Brackett does end up as a part of the big angry mob twice in the movie so he becomes a part of the big angry mob going after the penguin in the hospital <laughs> the penguin yes <laughs> and he also becomes a part of the mob going after michael at his house so you were technically right lee is involved with the mob but like the way that you said it wasn't quite there you said that our heroes travel around the town collecting people for their angry mob they're like have you got a pitchfork have you got a torch <laughs> great you're a, you're a part of it now lee is the only person of the group of people you mentioned so part of the group that you mentioned that we have here and it's quite a group that you're collecting we've got laurie we've got allison we've got karen we've got all the police yes <laughs> we've got lee bracket that's it so the only person involved in the angry mob out of that whole group of people oh we've got um lindsay as well lindsay's yes. a part of your group too yes the only person who's involved directly in the angry mob is lee yes and I already gave you a point for him uh, being a part of the, yeah, the mob yeah. already. So. L- Laurie and, and the family aren't involved and the police aren't really involved at all. No, the police are completely useless in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> who cares? You said that they come across people who have already been killed by Michael Myers and also managed to save others in the nick of time. So, they're running from house to house and being like, oh shit, we're too late. Go to another house and Michael's there like with a knife. And they're like, <laughs> oh, get out of here, Michael. And he runs off and they save them. Doesn't happen in the movie at all. No. Now, I actually have no idea what the police are doing in your plot at this point. I don't know if they're off just, like, back at the police station eating donuts. I don't know if they're running around looking for Michael. I don't know if they're part of this group. So, I I was very confused. I'm like, what are the police doing? Like, (laughs) essentially, you're like, oh, everybody stay here in Marion's house. You'll be safe. And then they essentially left. But then you're like, oh, the police are with them as part of the the mob. (laughs) And I was just like, huh? What's going on? Why would the police allow this to happen? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I can't remember what I was thinking. Take another, <laughs> take another hit yeah. and write another sentence. So you said that Michael arrives at his house and kills the two police who were stationed outside. Maybe they put, should have put a couple more policemen out there. I actually gave you a point and a half for this because Michael does return to his house in the movie. He does. And he kills Big John and Little John. Yes. So kind of close. Yes. And yeah, unfortunately, t- we did not predict that big in the movie. No, they weren't in any of the trailers, any of the promotional What material. a treat they were. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. You said that Michael kills two innocent elderly people who are living in his house. I gave you a point for that because we already I already mentioned Big John and Little John. They were the people living in Michael's house. Yeah, he yes. did kill them, but he does kill two elderly innocent people earlier in the movie. So yes. I have to give you a point for that because that was in the trailer. It was it was something we saw in the trailer. I incorrectly thought that this was in Michael's house. It wasn't. It was Not just a bad a guess. random people. That he kills. So, interestingly enough, in the trailer, they actually show footage of Michael being inside his house and then intercut that with the shots of the elderly couple. Ah, so that's why that's why I thought that. Yeah. So, that's why you thought that. So, they also murder. Michael also murders an innocent drone in that scene. It's heartbreaking, Kieran. Yeah. 
They say that you should never kill children, animals, or drones in movies, and they <laughs> broke all the rules. So, you said that Michael has a somber moment where he stands around in his bedroom. That is so close to what actually <laughs> happens in the movie. I gave you half a point because Michael loves to stand, and this is like this is all throughout this movie. Michael does actually love to stand in his sister's bedroom and stare at the window. And in the movie, they established that this is something he did as a child. Yes, like I'd come round to like they had Lonnie, and they're like, "Oh, they actually made no, it wasn't he wasn't Lonnie, it was um." Deputy Hawkins' friend in the flashback, whoever that guy was, he was just like, oh, my parents used to make me go around and play with Michael when he was a kid, and all he used to do was just stand in his sister's bedroom staring at the window. And then that guy stares in the same window and gets killed gets by Michael. Killed. Yeah, and then they elaborate that he's not actually looking out of the window, he's looking in, right? It's just yeah, his right. reflection that he's looking at. Yeah. He could have just used a mirror. That would have been easier. <laughs> you said that Michael is interrupted standing around in his bedroom by our angry mob who show up outside. I give you a point for that because Michael is in the house and the angry mob does show up. Yes. It's all true. Yeah, but it's in the trailer. They lure him out. They beat him up outside of his house. You said that Michael comes out of his house and the angry mob beat the absolute crap out of him. Gave you a point for that. Yeah, it was in the trailer again. With an iron? Uh, Yeah, there was a woman there with a a, clothes iron. (laughs) I just love that shot of like the camera pans around. Everyone's got all these weapons and there's just an angry woman with a scowl on her face holding a clothes iron. (laughs) You know... When people are going to do this mob justice thing, they had to grab what they could, right? They're just like, like if it was us, we'd grab like the bike stands and be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, even that would be a more effective weapon than a clothesline. Hey, these things hurt. Maybe she has like a cord and she swings it around <laughs> like a mace, like, like a, a flail, mace. a flail, I should say. There is a movie called, I think it's called The Dead Next Door. No, that's not right. The Video Dead. Right. It's a movie called The Video Dead where zombies pop out of a cursed television set. And there is a point in that movie where someone does use a clothes iron to ram it into a zombie's head. Cool. So that's the only circumstance in a movie I can think of where a clothes iron was used effectively. <laughs> Aside from that, you always see like someone leaving it on a clothes for too long. And they're like, oh, no, oh, no. there's a mark on my suit. Anyway, back to your plot. <laughs> you said that although we've never seen Michael this vulnerable before, he still manages to take some of them out with his knife. Gave you two points for that because he actually kills the entire angry mob yes. with his knife. Yeah, he does. And it was very confusingly shot as well. Because they're outside his house. Yes. They beat the crap out of him. Yes. The police turn up. Yes. And they're like comforting the people there. And then we see like Michael getting to his feet and killing everybody. And yet the people who are outside the house don't seem to see this happen. Yeah, like uh, uh, Karen's, Allison Karen's and, there. and Karen. That's what that's what really confused me because they're sitting on the steps. Outside and, Michael's house. And, and we're like, police are there, ambulance are there. Can can they see what's happening or are they away? Or but Is this real? Is this a fantasy sequence? Yeah, it didn't make any sense at all. It was really all. weird. Because we uh, at first I was like, no, no, this is a different location. But no, this is established that this was outside Michael Myers' because, house. Because he leaves the house and the angry mob swarm him as soon as he leaves the house. That's right. And Allison is sitting on the, the staircase or the, you know, the porch the of the yeah. house. So, sh- it should all be happening right in front of her. But, but it's, it's not, not played like that. And so, it's really confusing. It is. But you still got two points. Oh, thank you. It makes sense in your plot. <laughs> you said that Laurie, Laurie's there, mind you. You said that Laurie gets a good hit on Michael. But she is stabbed and pulls off his mask and appears to die. So, she's like, oh, got me. Pulls off his mask and then lies on the ground and closes her eyes. Doesn't happen in the movie. She she's does not, not die. No. So, you originally wrote it in that she did die, but then you changed it at the last minute when you found out that Halloween ends was coming up the following year. <laughs> you said that Michael's eyes will be gouged out at some point during the movie. Nope. Never happens. Who knows if he has eyes under there or not. He might be completely blind. We yeah. don't know. He gouges somebody else's eyes. He does. I just, I just remembered that. So, he crazy. He does. Yeah, he does stick his fingers in someone's eyes. 
You said that Michael will be tied to a car and driven around town. That's hilarious. Doesn't happen in this movie. <laughs> Happens in Halloween Ends. So you were doing a great job predicting Halloween Ends in this movie. You did actually a really good job. Really? Well, aside from the whole Corey, <laughs> Corey aspect. Well, well, Michael actually appeared in my plot. Yeah, good point. All right, so you weren't that close to yes. Halloween Ends, but a lot of your ending elements were straight from Halloween Ends. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I don't know how well you did predicting the plot of Halloween Ends. We'll find out in the future. But essentially, you called it here. I should give you bonus points, but it's not Halloween Kills. We're here to grade how well, well you did with Halloween maybe Kills. Maybe that's bonus points for Halloween Kills. Oh, sorry, Halloween Ends. Yeah, it gets confusing, doesn't it? You said that Michael will be run over by a truck at some point. I think that happens in Halloween Ends. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but not in this movie. You said that the movie will end with the angry townsfolk beating up Michael Myers and will cut to black and we don't see what happens to him. Doesn't happen. No. He kills the whole mob and then goes up to kill Karen and that's where the movie ends. So close, but doesn't happen. That's everything you predicted in the movie, which gives you a total of... How well do you think you did? Look, I thought I didn't do well at all, but there was a few yeah, points me there. Too. So, uh, I think I think in the 30s, maybe. 27 points. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I, that's fair. Yeah. That makes sense. I tell you what, that tracks. it wasn't bad, but a lot of what you said didn't, didn't happen. happen. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I wasn't confident at all going into this episode. No. So, that and I'm really not going to big note myself either because I think I was equally as wrong as you. Well, we'll find out right now. Let's get into it. Uh, and this was an episode, this was a plot that you weren't too confident in as mm. well. You said that you weren't too sure what's going to happen and you actually said that you went into your prediction with the mindset that it was going to be bad because That's right. based it on like reviews that you saw. So, early well. reviews said that the movie was going to be bad. And I was just like, I'm hoping it's still going to be good, but like, I'll, I'll write it like a bad plot in the hopes that I'll be close. Yes. Let's see if that paid off. So, the first thing you thought the movie would open on October 2018, and this is where I had this whole yeah. journey where I was like, <laughs> Kieran's wrong, it started with wrong. a flashback. And I was like, wait, hold on, let me check this, and found out it was actually the case. In your prediction, you thought it was going to be exactly where we left off with the movie with Laurie in the truck. It wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, it is technically true. We do start off directly where we left off. Which is why I give you two points. Two oh, points straight off you. the bat because there was no indication that that's how the movie was going to start off. What actually happened in the movie was we opened with Cameron in a dress because in a dress because of Halloween. And he was he dressed finds- as Clyde. Oh, sorry, he was dressed as Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. Yes, yes. And he finds uh, Detective Hawkins who's been injured. I like that he's calling his friend. And then we just <laughs> see a shot of like his friend's phone in his pocket. He's impaled on a fence. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, interesting opening for a movie, for a Halloween movie. But yeah. And by the way, that dead body yes. ends up in the hospital, like the, the, the angry mob are running around <laughs> oh the hospital. Oh my God. And then the kid's mum is just like walking it. past. And they, for some reason, they have like the morgue has these huge windows that just yes. randomly in the hospital you can look into. So you can see the dead bodies are there, of course. And she looks in and sees her son and freaks out. Just pulled out for everyone to see. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so two points right off the bat there. So in your opening, you describe that Laurie and the others are in the back of a pickup truck, much like how the movie ends. This is the case, but it happens after a few other scenes. It happens after a yeah. flashback. It happens after the bar scene. It happens after this Cameron scene. It does happen, though, so I'll give you some points yeah, there. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Eventually, we get to this point. You said that uh, they're all yelling at the firefighters to stop and just yep. let it burn. So, in your plot, they're at the back of the pickup truck. They see fire brigades go past and they're not happy with that. So, i give you a point there. It's stuff we see in the trailer. They want the house to burn and Michael to burn alive in the house. Now, you said that the firemen would be killed by Michael Myers when oh. they attend the scene. The fire people, my apologies, everyone. <laughs> and you described that the floor of the house would give way 
uh, and uh, Fireman would fall through, and the other one would try to save him, but be pulled down by Michael. This exactly happens. Mm-hmm. Give me points for that. It's something we see in the trailer as well, but you called it accurately. You said that Michael would use a fireman's axe and pull the fireman into the basement, killing him. That does happen. I'll give you a point there. You said that Michael would claw his way out. Now, we never see Michael getting out of the hole. or how I don't he, know how he got out. We don't, I don't know either. He must have built a ladder out of the two dead firemen. It was such an interesting scene because the fireman falls through the floor and then Michael just opens this shed that I don't think was a part of the original. Yeah, I don't remember there being a, like a, a roller, a garage roller door there wasn't a, in there, the basement. There wasn't a panic room inside the panic room, but for some reason there was in this movie. Roller door opens and Michael's like, surprise, and he starts killing people. I actually people. liked that. It was cool, but I think it didn't it's make a good sense. Explanation. It's a good explanation. It doesn't make any sense in the moment, but like it's a good explanation as to how he survived the fire for so long. It is, but I kind of thought it was creepy that Michael was just standing there letting everything burn around him and he yeah. didn't care, rather than him yeah, being yeah, like, yeah, that's a good I'm going to strategize and go into this little room and hide there. Anyway, each to their own. Maybe people liked it, but I kind of thought it was silly. Yeah. But in any case... We don't see how he escapes from the hole in the ground. We just see he walks out of the uh, out of the house and he's ready to kill yep. more people. I give you a point anyway. You said that he comes out of the house. He brutally kills uh, the remaining fireman with an axe and a concrete mm-hmm. saw. I give you points there. That does happen. You yep. said for the rest of the movie, Michael's face is partially melted due to the fire. His mask. His, no, his mask. Yeah. Well, it is his face. Technically, yeah. Give me my face. Uh, he yeah. So I you know it is it is his mask is burnt for the remainder of the movie. Yep. So I give you a point there. It was the poster of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We see it in the trailer and it was the poster of the movie. Now, you said that the theme for the opening of this movie would be a pumpkin burning. Uh, A jack-o'-lantern. A jack-o'-lantern burning. So, yeah, the jack-o'-lantern. just produce. On fire. (laughs) So, it's a (laughs) jack-o'-lantern. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, that's close to being the case. It's a collection of different pumpkins, but they're all on fire. I was so close. Come on, man. They're all on fire. So, give you points for that. Uh, that's what we see in the opening here. Now, you say that Laurie, Allison, and Karen... Would- so, so just to yes. go back to that opening sequence yes. there. So, we see one jack-o'-lantern set on fire, yes. and then it spreads across to multiple jack-o'-lanterns, and we just see, like, jack-o'-lantern after jack-o'-lantern setting on fire and burning. And that's supposed to be symbolic of, like, the, the evil people. spreading through the town. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. If you like that whole uh, <laughs> plot point in the movie. <laughs> yes. But it's a cool opening. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh, and pretty much what you said. So, you said that Laurie, Allison, and Karen would arrive at the hospital. They would go to the hospital mm. after, you know, the, the events of the first movie. And you said that Karen would wash off her hands, which are covered in blood. I'll give you mm-hmm. sets of points there. This is stuff we see in the trailer. Yep. You predicted that the old couple would see a fire truck outside their house. So this is not at the hospital. No, this is not at the hospital. This is so at a random house. Y- you've sort of flashed to, you've sort of established that Laurie and Karen are in the hospital now. And then you go to an old couple who are at a house, random yeah. house. They're actually Laurie's neighbours. They Are they? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't put that together. Yeah, well, they said it in the movie. Well, there you go. Uh, but in your plot, they're just... I think they're just the next house that was near near where Michael left. Yeah, as I just as, said. As the, yeah, the neighbors Laurie's neighbours. Yeah. But in my plot, he drove a fire <laughs> engine there. <laughs> he drove a fire engine there. So, in your plot, they look out the window and they see there's a fire engine parked. Yeah. Uh, in the actual movie, he's just, you know... They're just messing the around with a drone. <laughs> yes. I like the idea of Michael driving a fire truck, though. I think yeah. that's a really cute image. do it. Absolutely. He'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course he would. Why not? I think he does drive a car in this movie. No, not in this no, movie. Oh, no, he doesn't in this movie. So, in the original 78 movie, he spends most of the movie cruising around town in a car, just following people. <laughs> yes. Not something they've ever brought back in no. any other Halloween movie. It's so interesting, right? Because it seems so out of character, but it was in that original movie. Yeah. Anyway. It was just copying Friday the 13th. But back to your plot, uh, this uh, old couple notice 
There's a bloody hand on the door. It is the case we see it in the trailer. No, no, no. So that's Big John and Little John. Notice the oh. bloody hand on the door frame. It's not the old couple. Yeah, you're thinking of the trailer. I'm mixing the two. Oh, well. I'll give you a point anyway. That, how, that so does. it's because the, the drone gets broken <laughs> that the old couple notices that someone's in their house. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So there's. Don't they see like the door? Bro- oh, man. I'm forgetting everything about this movie. Anyway, I'll give you a point anyway because that does happen. It does happen with uh, Big John and Little John. Yep. In any case, Michael does break into their house. Mm hmm. You predicted that Michael would break a fluorescent light tube mm-hmm. and kill the older lady, which does happen. Yep. You said that he would grab a kitchen knife and kill the husband with the knife. He does. He yep. goes over the top with that, <laughs> testing out so his knife. So, in the actual movie, there's like a full rack of knives and he, he picks up every knife, looks at it, and if it's not good, he stabs it into the husband and then he picks up another one and stabs it in the We husband. had a great time watching that scene and we were, I remember sitting there being like, why is he doing this? And then you go... Oh, he's testing out which knife he wants. Yeah, and then he finally finds one he likes. And he's just like, great. And then, leaves. and the whole time, like the wife is just watching him brutalize her husband yes. as she's bleeding to death. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So you said that Sheriff Barker would attend uh, Laurie's Sheriff burning- useless Sheriff useless. My apologies. Yep. Would uh, attend Laurie's burning house and realize that Michael is back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that kind of does happen. It does I mean, directly the, happen. The, the police do arrive and figure this out. So and that, it's Sheriff Barker as and well. And it is Sheriff Barker. That's right. So that's points there. Look at that. He's not so useless. What? He turned up late <laughs> to a crime scene and was just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> what should I do? Nothing. Oh, okay, great. Nothing for the whole movie. Yeah. Just protect that hat, My buddy. hat. <laughs> <laughs> you said that Sheriff Barker goes to warn Laurie. This does happen. Um, mm-hmm. He goes Michael and tells- Michael is still alive. Yep. He goes to the hospital. He Well, he tells Karen, but I guess Laurie threw attention. <laughs> yes. They, you know, warns them what's happening. So I'll give you points there. It's mm. stuff we see in the trailer as well. There's a lot of other characters that sort of relay the information as well that Michael is around, but Barker does it uh, initially. You said that Michael would go on a killing spree. Uh, you said he's going to kill some kid trick or treaters that are re- that are wearing the season of the witch mask, those shamrock masks. Yep. Uh, now in the actual movie. It is the people he kills are the nurse, the nurse and the doctor, and then puts them and then Marion Chambers and then Marion Chambers. And I don't believe he kills the trick or treaters. No, but no, they get away. But otherwise, I give you, I give you half a point there because it's- he does kill one of them, one of the trick or treaters, the one does wearing it? the skeleton mask, the skull because mask. the blood, yeah, the, the skeleton mask is bloody, right? So yeah, yeah, he drops yeah. It on there. So yeah, that's pretty close, but you just didn't call who it was. So we saw it yeah. in the trailer. We saw that scene in the trailer, and you yeah. thought it was going to be he was going to kill some random trick or treaters that were wearing. Those masks, which is a which is a pretty fair guess because that's who we saw wearing the masks in yeah, the that's original right. movie. That's right. Which is funny because when we saw the movie, you you were saying like, "Oh, you predicted it was kids and it wasn't kids," and I realized like it was actually your prediction we were both thinking of. That's right. That's <laughs> so crazy. Anyway, uh, you said that they would be yeah, you said they, they they'd be found in the park or that like little spitting thing. I'm not too sure what they what they Merry call around. But which was the case. You said that Laurie would think Michael is dead. However, Sheriff Barker reveals that this is not the case. So, what you're going to do with those... Sorry, this is just a random flashhead. What you're going to do with those merry-go-rounds is take your, like, motorcycle and put your wheel <gasps> on yes. it so it spins around really and fast. And that's how you make the, friends. And that's how you make friends. Yes. In your imagination. <laughs> yes. That, that was a reference to Don't Breathe 2, by the way. Yes, it was. I, I think that needs to be said because I think we're the only two people that watched it. Yes, don't watch that movie, folks. It's really bad. <laughs> Back... Worse than this one. <laughs> Back to your plot. So I hadn't seen Don't Breathe 2 at the point that I'd seen Halloween Kills, so. No. I didn't know what bad really was. <laughs> okay. You, you were spoilt. Yeah. Spoilt for choice. Yeah, anyway. Uh, you said that Laurie would attempt to leave the hospital despite the protests of her family to hunt down Michael. I'll give mm-hmm. you a point. That does happen. We see it in the trailer. It happens several points in the movie, actually. Yeah. Hey, you, you thought it would only just happen once. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
In your prediction, you said Michael would go on a killing spree on his way back to Haddon, his home house, like his, his Back to Haddonfield, yeah. Back to Haddonfield. Uh, his you said family that, home, yeah. Yeah. So, in your prediction, Michael's sort of on a trajectory back- He's on a beeline to his house. Yep. And then you thought that Laurie would be following him and that Laurie's family are trying to protect Laurie, so they're following her. So, there's yep. kind of this- That's that's a sort of- Sort of similar to your plot. Yeah. In a, in a loose way. In a loose way, yeah. So, it's that's the sort of process that takes place in your plot. It doesn't really kind of happen in the movie, but it kind of give you half a point because they are trying to track yeah, Michael Yeah, Alison is definitely on the trail after- L- Laurie Michael. spends the entire time in the hospital. That's right. She wants to pursue Michael, but she can't. The other townspeople are trying to get him. keep bursting every time she gets up. Yeah, and the other townspeople are trying to track him down before yep. he gets to Haddonfield. So, it's kind of on the right track there. You said that the police would be useless in confronting Michael. This is absolutely yep. the case. I give you two points. You said that Laurie would uh, contact the people she knew from previous movies, i.e. Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace, uh, who she used to babysit. It's not not Laurie that does this. They no. all kind of meet together because they're- They do it annually, they, apparently. Yeah, they're all friends still. They all hang out. So, my plot actually steered you in the wrong direction. You thought that Marilyn would be called in by the Marion. police. Marion would be you called, called her in. Marilyn all throughout your plot. <laughs> Marion was always called in by the police, but this isn't the case. She's sort of friends with the with all the other characters. Yeah, that's right. Even though she's not canon, she's not in the 1978 movie. She's only in Halloween 2 and in, uh, I think, Halloween H20. Yes. She was in. It's confusing, but she just hangs out with everybody at the bar. Yeah. So, pretty much all the townspeople know each other and they're all hanging out at the bar. That's what sort of where- Yeah. They form their, or where their connections are established. They might as well introduce Jamie Lloyd into the <laughs> franchise at this point. Who is that? You don't know who Jamie Lloyd is? I don't know who is She's the main character in at least three of the ah. Halloween movies. So, when uh, Laurie disappears, so she doesn't come back after the second movie. So, in Halloween 4, 5, and I think 6? No, I think it was just 4 and 5. Uh, Jamie Lloyd is the main character. She's like a little girl. Right. She's played by Danielle Harris, I believe was the actress's name. Okay. And she played one of the babysitters in Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay, cool. Like as a cameo or as- Yeah, as a cameo. She was one of the babysitters who gets killed by Michael. Well, maybe she had such a bad experience that Rob Zombie movie that she's yeah. like, I don't want to come back for any more Yeah, what's interesting was that Rob Zombie was like, I'm a big fan of you. Like when you were a child in those uh, early Halloween movies- I, w- I was a big fan of it. Can you be nude in my movie for a really oh, long time? It was so gross. Weird. Yeah. Oh, that gives me the ick. Anyway. So, she has a sex scene in that movie. And when she's killed by Michael Myers, she's nude. And she has like a full scene trying to get away from Michael Myers completely nude. I'm like, you're a fan of her as a child. What are you doing? <laughs> and he put her in the movie because yeah, he was a fan. Because it was a reference to those uh, earlier Halloween movies. That's weird. That's really gross, That's isn't it? That's weird. Anyway, uh, at this point of your prediction, you said that uh, every time we're introduced to a cast member or uh, somebody from a previous movie, we would have a flashback. And you you predicted that it would be a redone footage of- Like a brief flashback. Yes, yes. Which does happen in the movie. It does happen. When all of these previous characters are introduced, we have like a quick flashback to show them in one of the previous movies. It's something we see in the trailer. It's something I said at this point in your plot as well. Sorry. I love with Marion Chambers- when they flash back to like her in a previous movie, they show someone who's not her from the first Halloween movie. <laughs> they show an actress who isn't her. Yes. Yes. So that that was the next point I was going to bring up. They do take some liberties there, which does feed into your prediction because you thought that it would be all redone footage. For the mm. most case, it is kind of old footage that yeah, they, they redid. But footage, yeah. again, they, t- they take liberties here and there. So I'll give you a point for that. You said that all the survivors live in Haddon or Haddonfield already and they all band together to stop Michael. I give you two sets of points there. That is the case. 
You said that we would see a flashback where Dr. Loomis, who you thought was going to be digitally created, lures Michael into mm. a trap, takes his mask off so the police can catch him. You predicted that taking the mask off would make him more vulnerable. This does happen. It happens yep. in the opening of the movie. Well, not the opening of the movie, <laughs> the third opening of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and ha- One of the many openings of it, the movie. It plays a little differently to how you predicted. Michael yep. leaves the house of his own will. Uh, the police all swarm him, hold him at gunpoint, and I guess it's we a direct assume- reference to the original movie when Child Michael comes out of the house yes. and his parents pull the mask off, and then like the camera pans back and Michael's just standing there. And it's, it's almost like a- it's done exactly freeze- the same way. Like it's like a freeze frame almost. So Doctor Loomis really is still- there, and the police are surrounding yeah. Michael. They've got their guns out. I enjoyed it. I thought Great it was scene. Good. I love that good. scene. Uh, and it was a really nice callback to that moment. So I'll give you a point for that. That pretty much happens in the movie. Mm. You deserve a point for saying that removing the mask takes away his powers. It's something we see in the other movies, but yep. uh, it, do- it does really play into this movie, I believe, at least. You can sort of take what you will, but it seems to Let's be- Let's not what- forget that in the 2018 movie, yes. Michael Myers was walking around for days without his mask yes. until he finally gets it back from the podcasters. Yes. So he goes around killing people like literally as himself without a mask on. Yeah. But in this movie, as soon as they, they take the mask off, he's like, no, don't do it. Yes, yes, yes. I want to give you another point as well, because you said that anytime Michael doesn't have his mask on, his face is obscured. We never see his face. That is the case. Yeah. We sort of get a class A look at his face a couple of times towards the end of the movie, if you right. remember. Yeah. It's sort of in shadow and stuff, though, and it never leaks. Yeah, it's a bit blurry. You said that Lindsay will go after two kids who are being stalked by Michael. Mm-hmm. They flee into her house and she is killed by Michael. Lindsay nope. does not die. This whole thing doesn't happen. The kid thing happens. Yes, yes. But it sort of plays into a little later in the in the movie. You said that Marion will warn kids who are trick-or-treating about Michael. They go into her car. Michael scares them with a bloody child's mask. This is true. There are no kids in the car, yeah. but otherwise this is They're the case. They're full-grown adults in yes. the actual movie. So, in the movie, they do warn the cu- the kids run off and then they hide in the car. Michael attacks them. That does happen. You said that Michael will grab uh, Marion's hair. This is true. Uh, Marion will pull a gun and it fails and is killed by Michael. This does happen yep. in the movie. We see it. It's a point. Uh, you said that the kids will flee into the night. That is actually correct. So, I'll give you two points. Happens early on, but does happen. You said that yeah, so in the movie, it's the nurse, uh, the nurse and the doctor are killed. Uh, but yep. otherwise, you called this. You said that Tommy. What's weird is they actually work at the hospital. Yes, but on Halloween they're disguised. <laughs> they're disguised. They're dressed as what they work as. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Huh? <laughs> well, just to, not to confuse us, right? I think that's yeah. why. I, I don't know. I was certainly confused. <laughs> you said that Tommy and his school bully would put put aside Long. their differences and unite and to fight against Michael. This is the case. They're actually yeah. best friends. Yeah. But this And is when the they're case. introduced, they're like, I used to give this kid shit when I was a kid, <laughs> but then uh, after Michael Myers scared us, we became we did, best, yeah, buddies. best buddies. Yes. You said that uh, Elam's house is attacked by Michael. He's Lonnie in the actual movie. Yes. Lonnie Elam. So yes. I was referring to him by his surname. Yes. And that, that's Lonnie. That's the school bully. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you said that Cameron is in the house, is forced to defend himself with a gun. Uh, in this movie, uh, this, this is an interesting thing as well. The movie never really paints him as the ex-boyfriend, I felt, but he is definitely the ex-boyfriend at this point in the movie. Yeah. But uh, he but is. anyway, he is, yeah. I just uh, That was just a sidebar because I was like, it kind of paints him still as the boyfriend. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, so there is- Thanks a- for confusing our audience. <laughs> With that random thought you had there. Yeah, you said that Cameron's mother would be pinned down with a kitchen knife. And then he to the would, ceiling. To the ceiling. And then he would be murdered at this point. Cameron is killed, a la staircase, but that's towards the end of the movie. And it's so. his dad. 
and it's his dad in the crawl space. So in that's when they come back to Michael's house. It was Michael's house. They're outside of Michael's house. They go in. uh, The dad gets killed first. Yeah, Lonnie, and then Cameron goes in. Yeah, the dad does the really intelligent thing of just like we can't do anything stupid. Let's split up. Yes. I'm going to go in by myself and then immediately gets killed. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Cameron's like, I'm going to go in by myself. And then <laughs> and Alice is killed. just like, okay, I'll wait outside. And then he gets killed. <laughs> in a really brutal fashion where he yeah. gets his neck snapped. Yeah, like he gets stabbed like, uh, and then he gets slammed against like the, the stair railing for a really long time. Yes. And then just when you think he's going to survive, Michael twists his neck around. <laughs> that was a great scene. It was a great scene. We'll talk about it later. So at this point in your plot, Laurie will meet up with Tommy and Lonnie. And they're warned about where Michael's heading. She says we should track down Michael to his house and trap him in there. And states that he's just a man. He can be defeated. This does happen. So, I'll give you a point there. You thought that the comic relief kid would make an appearance in this movie. Yeah, the the babysitter kid from the first movie. Yes, unfortunately, he doesn't appear in the movie. He does. Does he? Yeah, he's on the news saying like, he killed my favorite babysitter. Well, I stand corrected, sir. Two points. That deserves two points. Congratulations. I didn't even notice him. Yeah. I was literally pointing at the screen and saying, Manny D, look, it's the babysitter kid from the other movie. And I guess you were like staring at the window at your reflection or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was staring. Yeah, I was staring inside myself okay. you know, at the window. You said that the survivors would form a posse. They'd meet outside Michael's house. Laurie would go in to lure Michael. Uh, in the actual movie, a posse is formed. This kind of does happen. It's kind of a combination of the hospital scene and the scene where they try to confront Michael yeah. at his house or outside his house. So you've kind of kind of close to what happens in the movie. Um, in any case, Michael is lured out by the mob and yep. they, he is attacked. It's just not Laurie who does it. So I'll give you points I like points how there. neither of us had the hospital, the whole no. hospital, which was most of the movie. Well, you do kind of later on, but yeah. Okay. No. We, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do call it later on. But yeah, there's this whole hospital scene that we didn't really- We'll talk about it. Anyway, yeah, we will talk about it. You thought that Laurie would go into the house despite the townspeople warning her not to. She'd confront Michael in Mm. his room and be killed. This does not happen. No. Laurie survives. You thought that Allison would surprise Michael by stabbing him in the back. Um, It's actually Karen who does this. I think you might have said uh, Allison when you met Karen because it plays out exactly the same way. Allison would take the mask off in your plot, uh, take the mask off Michael and lure him out into the streets. It's actually Karen, but it does happen. So I'll give you a point anyway. Uh, You said that they would trap Michael and sort of attack him out in the streets, which does happen. Uh, you said that they would beat the shit out of him, the mob that is. I give you two points. That is exactly what happens at this point sure, in the movie. Okay. You said that the police would now intervene, stop the townspeople from beating on Michael, take Michael into hospital. Townspeople are not happy with this. They demand to get Michael back so they can kill him. So they're angry. They all go to the hospital, protest outside. It's very, very close to what happens in the yeah, movie. sort of. In the movie, they believe Michael's in the hospital and they want to attack him and they start turning on each other. So I'll give you yeah. two points there. That is kind of the case. You thought that the mob would burst into the hospital and Michael would escape, leaving us on a cliffhanger. Doesn't quite happen. No. You said that the... Okay, so that was the, that was your whole prediction, by the way. And the last few things you said is you said that if the movie is anything like you predicted, it would be panned by both critics and fans. Yep. The actual reaction to this movie was kind of mixed. Yes. Some people really liked it. Some people really hated it. And you said that you want to be wrong so you enjoy this movie. <laughs> that was the last wow. thing you said. You did miss something, by the way. I did. Yeah. So during your plot, which goes to show you should listen to your plot when uh, you, you're reviewing these actual spoilers episode. I said that uh, Lee Brackett would just be hanging around in the movie and would be killed off by Michael. Bob. Well, two, two more points. points. Two points. So, with that, you got 42 and a half. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. 
Wow, 42 and a half. Yes. Yeah, okay. A little bit better than my 27. A little bit, but yeah, okay. I didn't think I did that well, but it turns out that I did all right. Also, I mentioned like some of the hospital stuff wasn't exactly the same as it was in the movie, but like your plot sort of veered off into a completely different direction of the movie where I was sort of more on the rails there, I guess. Yes. You didn't get a lot of two points. You got a few here and there, but a lot of your points were just things in the trailer in the movie. Yeah, it was the same with your plot too. Yeah. But then you were like, I'm going to ignore the trailer now and do my (laughs) own thing, which I, I think that really hurts you. So that was how well we did with predicting the plot of Halloween Kills. But Matty D, what did you think of the actual movie itself? All right. This yes. is going to be an interesting conversation. This yes. has been a long time coming. It We've been complaining been about this coming. movie for two years. <laughs> so when I first watched this movie, I had heard from you, and I don't want to spoil your reaction mm. in the movie, but I'd heard from you that it wasn't too good, maybe. So I wasn't really looking forward to it. And I remember when I watched the movie initially, I was firstly confused. Yeah. So I came off that the 2018 Hall- Halloween movie and it was really, really good. And then this movie was completely different. It was kind of a mess. I was like, what's going on? What- you thought it was a comedy. And that's the thing. I stand by that too. And that's the thing. As soon as I kind of started watching it a little further, I was having the best time. I was laughing my ass off. I found this movie hilarious. And so I kind the of- first en- time you watched it, you said. The first time I okay. watched it, yeah. And I, f- and I kind of enjoyed it for that reason. Second time I watched it, I still had a good time. And I think I kind of understand why this, why some people really like this movie. Mm. It, it isn't for everybody. And it's, and it's very totally weird. And yeah. it almost feels like a, a selection of short stories meshed together in That's one movie. That's what I said, yeah. With certain actors playing it so differently. So some people are really comedic. Some people are really serious. Some people are playing it like an actual tragedy, like a family drama. And then you've got these quirky couple hanging yeah. out doing shit. So it's, it doesn't mix together. But there's, there's a kind of charm to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel it. And once you just kind of let it all go and just go, ah, oh, fuck, it's fun. It's it can kind of be a good time. Do I think this is a good movie? No, <laughs> I think our both of our predictions made more storytelling sense than yes. what we got in the movie, and it was more like a Halloween movie in our yes. in our plots. So yes. we were expecting a standard Halloween movie, and that's not what they gave. No, us. and kudos to them for doing something different. But it just it jumped around so much. I guess the story they were trying to tell is evil spreading and evil dies tonight, kind of. But that wasn't done well. It was very messy. Yeah. So it was very messy, but it had like its little, it had this fun charm to it. We had a great time rewatching it. I was laughing my ass off from start to finish. So so it's fun. So I actually like this movie. <laughs> in a, in okay. a very weird way, I liked it. I have a soft spot for it. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. <laughs> but- would you recommend it to people? I'd recommend it over Halloween ends. Okay. <laughs> I think that's something everybody could agree on. What about you? Tell us your thoughts. So I went on a really interesting journey with this movie. So I really liked the 2018 movie. Uh, I thought that was up there with one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time. I think, you know, it's to me, it's second behind the original 78 Halloween which I've revisited in recent years. And I'm like, yeah, it's still a pretty decent movie. Yeah. And I think it's a really great... So, to this day, I think Halloween 2018 stands as uh, one of my favourite Halloween movies. So, you cannot believe the amount of excitement that was uh, in my heart going into Halloween Kills. I was just like, this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be just as good as Halloween 18. The thing is, if a movie is bad, then I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a bad movie, whatever. But if I go in and a movie's bad and I'm disappointed, that's when things get dicey. So, that's when I get mad. That's when I get upset. So, I was so upset the first time I watched this movie because I'm like, Halloween 2018 was so good and then this is such a step down because this movie was a complete and total mess. As you said, it was tonally all over the place. So, in some scenes, they're playing it straight. 
In some scenes, it's like a standard Halloween movie. In other scenes, it's a comedy. And if it was consistent, if there was a consistent tone, if they were playing it funny the whole time, if they were playing it straight the whole time, if they were playing it scary the whole time, it might have been better. But the fact that, like, we're, we're having such swerves, like, I don't know if we're supposed to be laughing the whole time, if we're supposed to be like, yeah, this is really cool the whole time. We're definitely not supposed to be thinking, oh, this is a serious movie the whole time. <laughs> so, of course, David Gordon Green, he, his roots are in comedy. So, he did uh, Your Highness, as I like to point out. You remember Your Highness? Yeah. That uh, James Franco, uh, Danny McBride, who was one of the writers of this movie. Uh, comedy movie as well as Pineapple Express which of course they were both in as well Danny McBride was the co-writer alongside David Gordon Green they clearly love comedy because they put a lot of comedy in this movie there was a little bit of comedy in Halloween 2018 but that movie had a better balance so I think every good horror movie has like a little bit of comedy in it but there's too much comedy in this movie like we're laughing our asses off in in one scene and then we're supposed to be scared in the next and not be laughing our asses off that doesn't work that doesn't work yeah. as a movie. Do, do you want us not to care who he kills and just have fun with the killings? Or do you yeah. want us to be attached to the characters and be like, oh, no, I'm worried about their safety. And they, this movie tries to do both. And here's one thing that Halloween Kills does better than Halloween Ends. All of the <laughs> Everything. Mi- everything. All of the Michael Myers scenes in this movie are good. Yes, agreed. If you just watch the Michael Myers scenes in this movie, and there aren't that many, because he's barely in the movie, if you think about, well, he's in Halloween Ends even less, but... Uh, <laughs> One criticism we had about this movie before Halloween Ends came out was, like, Michael's barely in the movie. They spend most of the movie chasing the character we like to call the penguin around. (laughs) So, there's an escaped mental patient who is short, squat, has got long, greasy hair. And, of course, you'd mistake him for Michael Myers. And then the whole townsfolk think this guy is Michael Myers for most of the movie. And they chase him around until he commits suicide by jumping off, like, the top of the hospital. And his brains splatter all over the ground. And that's the point where they're like, oh, that isn't Michael Myers. And then literally they, they zoom in on Sheriff Brackett's face or former Sheriff Lee Brackett's face. And he says, maybe we were the monsters the whole time. I'm like, we're supposed to be taking this point seriously. <laughs> I, love, I love that someone's like, someone says to Tommy, you thought this guy was Michael Myers? And Tommy's like, well, he's always wore a mask. <laughs> he always wore a mask. We don't know what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like he's wrong height and wrong weight. But, you know, he wore a mask. So he could have been. Yeah, so the whole reason that they thought the Penguin... Well, I'm just going to continue calling him the Penguin because he looks like the yeah, Penguin. he has an umbrella in the first he movie. He has an umbrella. So the whole reason that they thought he was Michael Myers in the first place is because when they found out that Michael was still alive and was roaming around the town, they were watching the news and they showed an image of this, this Penguin character, this escaped <laughs> mental patient. So they just presumed that that's what Michael Myers looked like. So when they saw him, they recognised him like, that's Michael. Yeah. But the message of the movie is supposed to be that Michael's evil is infecting the town and then causing them to act irrationally. Yeah, turn on each other. And I can understand how people watching this would be like, well, that's a cool approach to a Halloween movie, but they don't do it well. <laughs> it's not handled well. And then when you're watching it in the scope of this is a comedy, then it's just bad. It just comes across as bad and sloppy. And then that's just my overall thoughts on the movie. It's just sloppy and it's not good. There's some good moments in there, as we've highlighted. Essentially, anytime Michael is on screen, it's a fun Halloween movie. Anytime he's not, it's just really, really bad. And they do a lot of the flashbacks really well. That that close that whole scene that happens inside Michael's house where he snaps uh, Cameron's neck. That, yeah, towards that's the end all of the movie. brilliant. It's great. It's the movie we wanted. That all the Michael Myers stuff is stuff that we wanted. So Michael has never been more brutal than he was in this film, and I think that's all really good. But then outside of that, we have so much nonsense. We have so much comedy. We have so much like silliness. bad acting, bad acting, silliness, and they're like I can see the approach that they're going for, but it just doesn't work. 
doesn't work for me and it didn't work for like let's say 50% of audiences but there is a fan base for this movie yeah there is there is a like a very vocal minority who say that this is the best halloween movie ever made and i have to applaud the movie for trying something different didn't work for me yeah and i think wasn't what i wanted i i i agree with you i i applaud it for trying something different because a lot of the times the halloween movies work is where they rehash what happened to the, what what happened in the first yeah. movie the original movie and the fact that they went and did something different yes and it wasn't totally garbage. Yes. Was a win, I think. They were going in the right direction, but they just didn't execute it right, in my opinion. Yeah, it needed to be edited. Yes. It needed to just be shot completely different <laughs> and written completely differently. <laughs> and it might be good, but it just was very poorly it handled. Was very, it was a bit of a mess, but there was enough good little bits in it. Yeah. That I think it... So, it's a fun movie to watch, I'll say, if you ignore all the really shit parts. Yes. So, if you have, like, a bunch of people around, you're having beers, this is a fun movie to watch and laugh at. I'm not saying you're always going to be laughing with the movie. Most of the time, you're going to be laughing at the movie. (laughs) And that's a good time. But, like, if you're by yourself trying to watch this as, like, a a continuation of the Halloween franchise, Halloween isn't known for its yucks. No. So, yeah, it's not a good Halloween movie. Uh, It's Like I said, it's a fun movie. Sit around, have some beers. Watch it with friends. Have a have a laugh. It's like a more brutal version of Hocus Pocus. Essentially. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, you're essentially right. So, John Carpenter loves this movie. I just want to point that oh, out. Oh, really? So, director of the original 78 movie thinks this is brilliant. So, it's, it has his blessing. Has his blessing. He didn't care for Halloween Ends, though. So I can't <laughs> well, to, who did? To talk about that. But, yeah, I think <laughs> David Gordon Green really took, like, the response to this movie and ran with it because the Halloween Ends is so much worse. I just want to stress that. I thought Halloween Kills was bad, but after seeing Halloween Ends, Halloween Kills doesn't look too bad in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Just got to say, at least there's bits I enjoyed in it. So, this has gone from, I think, me saying that this was one of the worst movies we've covered to, this is a bad movie, but it's not that bad. No. So it's certainly not the worst in this trilogy. No, it certainly is not the worst in this trilogy. Do you, so. do you think it? Do you think you liked it a little bit more compared to Halloween Ends? Absolutely. So, after Halloween Ends came, you were like, oh... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Save remember, this movie. Do you remember with Star Wars, the Star Wars sequel trilogy? Yes. How, like, I didn't mind episode seven, didn't mind episode eight. Yeah. And then when episode nine came out, I was like, no. <laughs> no, it's ruined the other two movies for me. The I guess the opposite is the case with Halloween. So, like, enjoyed 2018, didn't like uh, Halloween Kills. And then when Halloween Ends came out, I'm like, Halloween Kills doesn't look too bad anymore. <laughs> it could be worse because we've seen worse. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's all my thoughts on Halloween Kills. Let's put it out to the audience. Are you a fan of Halloween Kills? What do you like about it? Do you love the whole evil spreading message that's handed really sloppily in the movie? Did you hate it? You're in welcome company. Did you like the catchphrase? We didn't even really talk about evil dies tonight. Can we talk about this? We had a drinking game. And please, if you're watching this movie, please drink. Play this drinking game. Even if you're a child. Anytime they say evil dies tonight or anytime they say 40 years ago. 40 years ago. We got so drunk. Yes. <laughs> the whole script is literally just evil dies tonight and 40 years ago. They say, we, we sort of said it as a joke. We'll, we'll drink yeah, anytime we'll, they we'll say like, Oh, we'll have a few here and there. Maybe it'll be funny. But they were literally like, it was constant. Evil dies tonight. 40 years ago, evil dies tonight. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, yeah. oh my God. We couldn't keep up. Yeah. That's how much it happened. <laughs> That was easily. You, you, you had to introduce a new rule that uh, you drug every scene that they said every, evil dies tonight yeah, rather right. than every time they actually said there it. There were scenes where they would just say it constantly. <laughs> they would just not stop saying evil dies tonight. And the thing is, I don't know why they did that. Like, why was there a catchphrase in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. And it was so cringy. That's the problem. Like, it's not a cool catchphrase. It's so cringy. And it's sort of like, is the, the whole 
thesis, I suppose, of this whole angry mob who are so misguided and making dumb decisions, and you know they're making dumb decisions, and you're just going like, this is stupid. <laughs> and so, anytime someone says evil dies tonight or 40 years ago, you're like, oh, oh, this is so bad. And so, the whole evil dies tonight is the really the thing that makes this, that turns this movie from what could be a good or, or like semi-good movie into like a, a bad movie, is that whole angle. And I, I like I said, I've said this in the Halloween Ends episode- they are so lucky that they had the whole like raiding the Capitol building in conjunction with yes. the release of this movie because it made the movie more topical yes. than it was intending to be. Yes. And then American audience went and saw the movie. They were comparing it directly to the Capitol building raids that happened a month as before. As a commentary on this, yeah. And saw it as a commentary and they were like, this is brilliant. Which is uh, probably a reason why so many Which people liked lucky. it. Which is lucky. It is incredibly <laughs> lucky. So, it was sheer dumb luck, let's say that, that this movie- had like a, a fan base at all because they were like, oh, this is really good social commentary. <laughs> People make stupid decisions and and uh, just act as a, irrationally as a mob, and uh, you know, stupidity is infectious. <laughs> there we go. So yeah, we're wrapping it up. So if you really like this movie, you really hate this movie, let us know your thoughts. Send us a, an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail Find us on our social media pages, or simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. We're done. We're done. It's over until yeah. we do Halloween ends. I had a, lots of fun in this conversation. I had a lot of fun watching the movie with Maddie D. Not going to say this is a good movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maddie D? I agree. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I had a lot of fun with this conversation. I like it a little bit more than you do, yeah. but I'm glad not to watch it. You like again. it as a good comedy movie. Yeah. It's up there with Your Highness and uh, Pineapple Express <laughs> in the pantheon of David Gordon Green comedies. Yes, yes. I know some people that really love this movie. They're like, oh, I can't wait for you to watch Halloween Kills and give your thoughts about it. It was such yeah. a great movie. I'm like, ah, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, well, I'm open to anyone who likes this movie because I can see why people would like it. It's just not for me. Yeah. Not for me. Not what I wanted from this franchise. And so, yeah, not what I want from any movie, really. So, let's wrap it up. So, before we end the episode for this week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And I am somewhat excited, Matty D. We're going to a franchise that I'm a fan of, and we're going back to its roots in a way, because next week we're talking Godzilla. Hey, We're talking Japanese Godzilla <laughs> for the first time on this show. So, we've covered, jeez, uh, it's oh been God. two. Yeah, we covered two Godzilla movies on this it's podcast Godzilla so far. vs. Kong, and then- It was the legendary movie. So, it was uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters yes. and Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. They're both American Godzilla movies, but this time, we're going to the latest Japanese installment of Godzilla. They haven't done a, a Japanese Godzilla movie since Shin Godzilla because, of course, legendary pictures had the rights to Godzilla. Now, they have them back again. Toho Studios has the rights back again. They're going to do a brand new Godzilla movie. They're going back to the roots with Godzilla Minus One. Confusing title. It is. But should be an interesting movie. So this is going to be our first foreign movie. Oh, wow. It is. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm so excited to talk about it. So please join us next week. We're going to be talking all about classic Godzilla. And until then, we'll see you next week. Michael Myers will be executed tonight. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. 40 years ago, evil dies tonight. 40 years ago, evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight.